is going to be another YouTube rough draft, but I've been reflecting on the expression, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And at first I was really embracing it. Um, and it's not something that's new, but you return to things like this and, and simplistic summaries of philosophy every once in a while. And I've had a couple weeks where my anxiety was a little rough and I feel like I was getting frustrated with my health in general. And I just wasn't in a good place. And I had to remind myself that I'm pretty sure that I've been in places worse than this before. And I remember thinking while in those places, I'm never going to make it out. I'm just, I'm just going to die because that's, that's all there is left. My, my body just can't do it. I can't, I can't do any more than I'm doing right now. And obviously I'm here meaning I made it through those situations and I feel stronger for having been there, for having gone on these trips where I felt stranded, for taking jobs where I felt, you know, in over my head. Um, and not just in my video career, but back in the day when I was traveling and stuff and like that was a daunting uh, idea to me. But I faced it and I did it and I do feel like I'm stronger because of it. But lately with the pandemic, I was thinking about it again of like, you know, it's a tough time and like with with my business right now and everything being reduced all the work coming you know dwindling to an almost crawl it's easy to say like if i survive this if this doesn't kill me in my business then we will be stronger because of it and and there's truth in that there's lessons to learn um there's there's things about being lean and and expenses and and bookkeeping and accounting and revenue and how to how to handle and budget for all this and if if I can survive it business-wise, then I will be stronger for it business-wise. And, and that's what, what got me to thinking about it. And same with, in general, handling the pandemic emotionally. And there's people who are struggling right now, and, and I just want to tell everyone, like, look, if we can make it through this, we're going to be so much better off because of it, hopefully. Uh, and I think for a lot of us, that's true. But the the glaring exception is right there in our faces of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the problem is a lot of people are dying and, and not just in the sense of, of businesses that are closing after years and years and, you know, companies that, that just can't cut it and can't continue to provide for their employees and, and can't, you know, continue to operate in the marketplace, but people are actually dying for a lot of different reasons uh, exacerbated and sometimes directly caused by COVID-19. But then there's also just a lot of fear and uncertainty and, uh, you know, people who are uninsured and don't have access to things and children who don't have health care. And right now with the stuff that's happening with immigration and the people who are dying just trying to get into this country, there, there's so much going on right now where people are actually dying. And I think it becomes insensitive for me. It has become insensitive to hyper-summarize to that, like, feel good, hey, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger because a lot of us are being killed um, in, in a number of different ways, including actually killed. And it's, it's frustrating, and it, it leaves me in this place where I don't, know, I don't know where to move forward from this. And putting this in in terms of the election, I, I've grown a little frustrated, as I'm sure a lot of people have. But 
as I've run my business and and hopefully my life over the past, I don't know, 36 years, uh, give or take, but really the past 10, 10 or 15 as I've become a professional and, and an adult and left college uh, and been mostly on my own, it's, it's frustrating when I've been in business situations where I know my contracts have covered me, but I've folded and I've said, you know what, I'll, I'll finish this project. I won't charge the extra money that I'm entitled to because I know it's going to be better in the long run. Yes, this client's going to hose me and they're going to get the better of me, but I'm going to have the reputation for it. I'm going to learn from this, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how I've justified most of my business moves. And I've been in situations where people have tried to stiff me and people who have tried to push back on contracts and threatened to take me to court over things that I knew that they didn't have a basis to, but the threat was enough to to get their result because they knew that I just couldn't actually afford going to court over something like this and battling with them on that stage at that at that financial threshold. And it it's frustrating to be in that situation and to try to to do things right. And I, I'm left with the other idiom of of nice guys finish last. And although gendered, I think in so many ways you can see where that's true and like good things come to those who wait. Yeah. But when you tie all these things together, if you wait long enough, you die. You get killed so you don't get stronger because you waited too long. But the way to get further is often to to do things in the way that you're maybe not as proud of. And I think this is being amplified right now, big time in the, in the political world and with the election, with the Supreme court um, seat, where I think there's people who know on one side that they're doing things the wrong way, but they're winning and, and they're doing things in a way where they're able to not only justify like the ends, justify the means using more idioms here, the ends justify the means, but they're also using these ends to insulate themselves legally and, and to build the system around them so far as to a point where the system will protect them because it's their system. And then when you build something that is so strongly infused with that type of person, with that type of mentality, then it doesn't matter how good the system is. It breaks down because it becomes preferential for the people who have looked out for each other uh, and, and it becomes sort of a private club. And then when you have people who are trying to do the right thing, who are trying to find the processes, uh, who are trying to use the rules and stay within them, they're going to lose again and again because they're limiting themselves to playing by the rules in a way that they can be proud of, in a way that, that is congruent with their morals. And you could expand that to say that the people who are cheating the system are also being congruent with their morals. They're just different morals and their morals that prioritize success and victory um, for whatever means at any expense, essentially. And so this is where I've been frustrated because I think there's a, a correlation between this nice guys finish last and the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because as I'm looking at the political discourse and what's happening to the Supreme Court and it's not even about winning, it's about creating such an imbalance that it's impossible to come back even with the administration if it bounces to the other side of the aisle. It's it's irrevocable for the foreseeable future unless drastic measures are taken. 
And I, I, I know I'm speaking in the abstract, but my, my point here is there's a group of people. And I'm, I, I'm not even a group of people. There is a type of person who proceeds with such selfishness for their own ends at the expense of decorum, convention, and and others that they don't care that people are dying. And, and, and if they do, they don't care enough about it to sacrifice anything on their behalf to make a place that's good for everybody. And so as I'm now taking this giant abstract division that we have, not just politically, but really morally at this point, and trying to bring it to a place to say, how can I affect this personally in my business? Because I, I struggle, I, I get, I mean, I vote and and I, I make things like this, which I don't think make a huge difference, but who knows. But what can I do to live my life in a way that embodies what I feel is the right way to do things in a way that gets me to the ends where I want to be without flattening everyone else? And I've said for a long time with my business that I don't have competitors. I only have collaborators. And I think that's true because in a lot of cases, even when I've lost business to someone, like if I was bidding on a video job with somebody, there have been at least 10 times in my career that I can remember where the client went with someone else and whoever they went with, whatever, whatever other agency they went with, that agency hired me to be a camera operator on the job. That's happened a lot. And so there's enough money to go around and there's enough video production and it's only getting bigger and better and faster. And we're going to need to work together. And so that gives me this piece to say, I'm okay losing gigs. And, and I lately I've been enjoying because I haven't had the flexibility of schedule with, with the fatherhood role that I'm t playing right now to film everything. And I've been eager to take jobs that I know I can't film, but to hire those out to other people and to, to give other people the opportunity to work like that. And I'm trying my best to spread that around multiple people and not play favorites. Um, but how I'm reflecting on how I can push forward professionally in a way that I'm lifting up other people that I'm, I'm truly being selfish and selfless and creating a, a trend, a pattern that I think other people can get on board with of this sort of new American normal, which I think is a harder sell in America in many ways when you've got big business controlling as many of the monopolies as you can. But I know there's a couple of video production shops in St. Louis that are in this dog eat dog mentality of we've got to, we've got to win. We've got to be the best. We've got to build our team. And then there's a bunch of us who are more in this collective mindset of these jobs are going to get done. We're going to hire each other. Uh, we're going to welcome new people into this family and we're going to feel good about it. And I love these other companies that I'm meeting who have that mentality. And I've gotten some lovely glowing compliments lately about how we've handled things and how we expand and work with other people. And so that's 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 where I am right now. And again, this is a YouTube rough draft where I don't know where I'm going and I, and I want your feedback, but I'm trying to find a way where I can live my life in a way where I don't feel like I'm surrendering to the people who are breaking the rules or, or bending them to serve themselves. But I'm living my life in a way that is slowly eroding some of that inequality and working toward 
a world where we can all work together and the people who have been altruistic and friendly and cooperative, they they can can run the show. And if somebody comes in and they try to be a jerk and try to swallow things up, there's enough momentum in this happy community that we're all stronger for it. And maybe that's that's the tie-in here of looking back after this pandemic when work has become scarce for a lot of people, even though there's still a lot of demand, uh, but, but the supply is not there necessarily. Is there a way that we can be stronger? And what do we learn from this in a way that we can not only be stronger by surviving, but help other people survive and not be killed off as well. Um, and again, I mean that in, in multiple ways. I'm talking mostly in the business sense and how can we lift each other up, but also how do we use this politically to help save more lives and to prevent this pandemic from hurting more people than it already has and and more people than it's going to. And and not just the pandemic, but with, with racial violence, um, and, and all these other issues where people are dying, what can we do to raise the discourse to care for one another uh, and do it in a way that we can really be proud of? So that's what I'm thinking of right now. And I hope that at the end of this, I am stronger. And I hope that I can say I'm stronger, but not because I stepped on anyone else's shoulders to, to put myself at the top of the pile, but because myself and a bunch of other people locked arms and held on and lifted each other up because that's the way that I'm going to feel good about having done it. And, and that's because that is, is, to me, the objectively right way to do it. Thanks for listening. If you got thoughts, if I'm missing something, if there's a piece in here that I've been tiptoeing around and I just didn't say right, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, shoot me an email at explode at boomreactive.com um, or find me on YouTube or I guess just YouTube, really. Thanks for listening. See ya.